now beaming into Nerd FT Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Nerd FT Radio. Today we got the wildcard team in from Playful Studios. We got Paul Bettner and Finn. He is the Web3 Marketing Manager. Paul is the CEO and co-founder of Playful Studios. You might have known him from some games such as Age of Empires and Word with Friends also. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of these old games, what got him into the game-making background, and we're going to talk about his upcoming game, Wildcard, which is a Web3-enabled NFT-focused MOBA. I played the alpha. It was super cool. So we're just going to break it down. Paul, how are we doing today? Good, good. How you doing, GM, everybody? GM, GM. That's right. <laughs> GM's in the Doing house. great. We're all doing great. Thanks we a lot for are, that. we were talking about this right before we jumped on this. I was a massive Age of Empires nerd. <laughs> I played the bejesus out of it when I was a little kid. It was the first game that I had on my brand new computer in my room for the first time. So shout out to you for making that and me spending <laughs> a lot of hours on it. Great job. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about your little bit of a background. What kind of got you into game making and what, what do you love about it? I was also playing games in my bedroom as a kid when I was 11 or 12. <laughs> I, was a, I was a little bit older than you because I can claim yeah. that one of the first games I played was Pong. So that's legit. And then there I, you go. <laughs> it's already, of course, I had a, an NES and, and I rapidly uh, became the biggest fanboy in the world for Nintendo. So I grew up playing games and then I actually grew up making games. I joined my first professional. So I kind of taught myself how to make games as a kid on just awesome. whatever computer I get my hands on. That's pre-internet. So I was like, you got to go get magazines yeah. and books. And like that. But, <laughs> yeah. Much harder I, than it is now. I learned what I could. And I actually had some success on my own. As a high school student, I set up what was called a bulletin board system, a BBS for all you old folks out there. This is pre-internet. <laughs> this is how we this is how we hung out together and played games pre-internet. So we would dial up with our phones and we'd get together, we'd play games. I actually ran South Florida's biggest S, which was called The Playing Fields. We had 280 phone lines, people calling in to play Doom and Warcraft. And I wrote the software that let us all play together using our phones in games that you couldn't play multiplayer at the time. So Red Alert, if you guys remember that, Command and Conquer, we played Warcraft, we played Doom. That was a blast. Anyway, that work got the attention of a little studio here in Dallas that was just getting started called Ensemble Studios. And I came out here as a kid, 19 years old, somehow convinced them to hire this kid who really didn't know anything about anything to, to begin working <laughs> on the Age of Empires games. And we were finishing up Age of Empires 1 at the time. And I was there for 12 years. I grew up there at that studio, really. And we built all of the Age of Empires games. We were talking about earlier, what's, uh, what's Crypto Cryer's favorite? Age, two <laughs> Age of Empires 2 was just so there. good. <laughs> That, that was really the first huge hit for our studio and a classic. I also, I do get Age of Mythology every once in a while. People love that game. But the incredible thing about now today, so that's 20, what, it's 25 years ago yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm a little, a little Finn's older. age yeah. currently. My game developer career is Finn years old. Yeah, but, that's a good metric. <laughs> we can just say it's Finn years old. I think, well, Finn what? Yes, Your as a game developer. Age of Empires was 96, seven. Seven? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, I was 98, so we're almost been years old. <laughs> <laughs> almost been years old. Almost been years old. Older yes. than Ben, actually. <laughs> yes, so the crazy thing is that I met the most wonderful crew of people, game developers, starting out there at that studio, and that same crew, so many of them, is still here with me today. 
So we've followed each other around throughout our game development career. And I think really it's one of the things that makes Wildcard so special, makes the game and the team so special is this isn't just like a brand new studio with the guy from Activision plus the guy yeah. from Halo plus or whatever. This is yeah. actually a group of people that have been making games together for, for over 20 years in a lot of cases, many of the folks I work with. So we've seen it all. We've done a lot of things. Amazing work. You've been through the ringer together. So you yeah. can you can make something cool. I like it. Age of Empires, long time ago. Great strategy game. Next one was, you grew with the times, right? You made the next big hit for you guys was Words with Friends. So I, again, I played the crap <laughs> out of that one. My mom still plays the shit out of that one. I've seen her all the time it. playing that one. So she loves Very it. Very different audience, but I still <laughs> yeah. was able to get you to play that too, I guess. So that's amazing. <laughs> I used to I'm a big call ball. fan. So I guess that's what it is. <laughs> I even played Words of Friends. I think everyone That's amazing. Did, like, hey, Alec yeah. Baldwin played Words of Friends. Alec That's Baldwin right. got kicked off an airplane for playing Words of Friends. Which is <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, turn it off. we showed up at the studio and we're like, what the fuck is going on? We're like, there are numbers like off the charts. And we're like trying to figure out and somebody turns on the news and they're like, dude, Alec, there's these news stories all over the CNN of Baldwin gets kicked off a plane for playing Words of Friends. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> you just like unlock that core memory. Pump the numbies right there. The yeah, we had several. I, look, that game at its peak, I was in a Super Bowl commercial. So if you guys Google, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's called Innovators Super Bowl commercial. You can see my face on it. It was it, during the time of that I got kicked off for the joke of being kicked off an airplane was the whole punchline <laughs> of that. Anyway, that was a crazy journey. We left that Age of Empires team uh, 12 years after being there to start this mobile game studio. I'll be completely honest. Most of my friends at the time thought I was having a midlife crisis. I was yeah. not able to convince at that time <laughs> a lot of my fellow developers to join me because it didn't seem like making mobile games was a great idea then. But but eventually they did. Eventually they came and they joined. We, we made a game that was played by over 500 million people. And people talk about the scale of things yeah, in web and how much we're insane. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. So that was a wild ride. And so now we've had this Age of Empire game classic. We had the World's Worth of Friends classic. We pivoted into a kind of like a big genre at a time when it probably wasn't too, like you said, you're, you people are thinking you have a midlife crisis. You, that was yeah. probably not a good call from their eyes, from the average person. Now we're doing it with NFT gaming. It's like, ah, NFTs are terrible. They're so bad. <laughs> Tell me why NFTs aren't bad, Paul. <laughs> uh, okay. I will endeavor to do that. First of all, I got to say the criticism is fair. Like I was yeah. tweeting about this the other day. Like, <laughs> when, I try to, when I try to have a conversation with folks who are not in Web3 about Web3, I don't actually have a good argument for why they should be a part of the space, why they should join, why they should be excited about Web3 yet. Not, yeah, I don't sure. yet because... They're gamers and they, I start talking to them about the opportunities that are going to come in the future, the opportunities of real ownership and the technology and what it's going to empower. And I'm a true believer, but at the end of the day, they're like, okay, man, that's cool. What game should I go play? And I'm like, yeah. we don't like, have anything out yet. <laughs> Not yet. But that, that, that speaks to the, that speaks to the, the size and scale of this opportunity. The fact that there isn't. A game that there are great games in web three don't get me wrong but there's not a game i don't and even of those games there's not a game where one of us is going to actually turn off our favorite web two game to play yeah, that definitely game not instead. yeah like just for fun just because we want to play it and so for sure that's incredible right because there's nothing that's like inherently incompatible with in web three with great games like it's just a matter of time i think web three folks aren't exactly ready for how long it does take to create great for games sure. a lot of games that got started in the last year or two if you're looking for the next call of duty or, or yeah, league of give like, it a decade yeah, yeah. Exa exactly it's always a 10-year thing when you look at those games the crazy thing about wildcard is we've been building it for six years now so we're actually closer to that 10-year yeah. mark than a lot of other projects and we found the fun 
we have a game we've been iterating on and working on for a while. But anyway, Web3 does is an incredible set of technologies. It is going to change games. It is going to be this kind of thing where as soon as those great games show up, which again, that's all gamers care about. Like they'll be like, hey, is there a great game there? Oh, it's a Web3 game. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I don't care. Great game. <laughs> I want to play a yeah. great game. <laughs> exactly. And when that happens and those Web3 technologies and those and these concepts of real ownership, of composability, of transferability, of of affiliation between the game developer and the game publisher and its community. That's the big thing. Like I love this word affiliation because that's what Web3 does. It lets us build new types of affiliation between us as developers and our community and our owners. That's such a powerful thing. And anyway, once gamers experience that as applied to some great games, like they'll never go back. Every game will have to have Web3 aspects. I definitely agree. And it's something where I always like to say this analogy too. It's like we had all of these huge technological advances that led us to these games today, like Call of Duty and Fortnite and all these things that are everyone plays, right? I think going, starting with Web3, it's like almost going back to Pong. Like you're starting all the way back there on the infrastructure level, right? Most games that are in this field right now are pixelized, like Wolf game, or it's like a little (laughs) pixelized game and it's DFK or like very few of them are actually like, powerhouses and like good graphics and all these things so it really is almost like stepping back in the time machine going back 10 years and having the the run up and you have to meet all of that infrastructure back there because you can't scale it it's very difficult to scale that's probably the one of the biggest things especially for gaming how many transactions are in wow every day truly probably <laughs> okay. like let's actually go to words of friends so yeah. I, we do these we have had all these conversations with different blockchains over the last couple of years especially to pick the team that we're working with now polygon like we we did a ton of research we wore those guys out to get to the point where we were willing to partner with them and i remember having conversations about the transactions per second and these yeah. blockchains are all proud of like ten thousand transactions per second <laughs> yeah, i'm like, like no <laughs> I, look words with friends was doing at its peak. I think I, I had the server doing like three to four hundred thousand transactions per second. These are moves, like words yeah. that people are playing, right? Like second. I'm not that impressed by ten k. Ten k, bro. It's better than like six. I would say <laughs> that's a little, a little bit of improvement. <laughs> Your point, like the technology is new, but it, but even more, like what you're saying, I, it does feel a little bit like going back to the beginning because I came into this. We got really excited. I got really excited about Web3, about blockchain, about smart contracts, about what this technology could do. Started to really dive in in the same way that like when we were first making mobile games, it was like, hey, you know, let's be willing to put aside what might have worked when we were doing a PC game or console game, because this is a brand new platform, brand new technology, brand new audience. So we have to rethink this a little bit. And to be completely honest, like, it's not like it was on my bucket list to make a Scrabble clone. Not really like (laughs) as a game developer, one of the things that I, but like. As soon as we really got into that particular platform and that audience, especially like you said, your mom plays, I I started to realize there's this opportunity here to reach a brand new type of gamer, but we have to be willing to rethink what a game, what kind of games we might make. So we've gone through that exact same thing with the game we're working on now with Wildcard. Like initially it was like, oh, how hard can this be? It's like a smart contract. Like it's not. And I think that it's over the last year, especially really coming to understand what Web3 represents to do this audience, which is a very new set of things. When we were making mobile games, the new thing that I suddenly would hear a lot is I want to be able to play a game while I'm on the toilet. I want to be able to play a game while I'm in the line at the supermarket. Yeah, like a couple longer, minutes or yeah, yeah like 10 seconds. That. that was never something I ever had to think about as a game developer working on Age of Empires or any of the games before. Yeah. That just wasn't, it didn't factor in. 
Oh, you don't now, have 17 hours to play a full campaign yeah, of Age of What's wrong with you? And now with Web3 and with Wildcard, I'm, it's the same thing, man. I'm hearing this new thing. It's not, hey, I want to play Wildcard on the toilet. But it is, <laughs> is hey, as a Web3 user, I, I, want to, I want to acquire assets. I want to, ha- I want to be an owner. I want to, I want to find opportunity in your game to grow value. And that's, again, like a new thing that I've never encountered before as a game developer. And I think it's really important. It's really deep. It's really, it's like philosophical level kind of challenge to build something that lives up to that, uh, to that opportunity. And it's why it's taken us a while. It's not because it's the technology. And I think other teams are facing this as well. It's because if you really want to take advantage of what Web3 does really provide to gamers, you have to rethink how you're building a game in the first place. And that's, like you said, it's going back to the beginnings to do that. Stepping it back. Yeah. yeah, and I love that. You have to really think about your audience and why these people would want to come play it. And again, like I would say you are future-proofing it a little bit because, again, like most people don't really want to make that switch yet because it really isn't yeah. anything that's, oh, yeah, it's great. Shout out to Finn. We reached out and uh, we got hooked up and uh, we mm-hmm. were able to do a test play of the game. So me and RC had, uh, we played three or four rounds. I yeah. kept obliterating them. And then the one that actually mattered, he beat the crap out of me. So <laughs> it was a nice back and forth. Like, they had a- it was good. No. It was amazing. And then as soon as the camera's rolling, you got to <laughs> No, it's all recorded. There was a two, four, there, It was a really uh, good back good. and forth. It was a yeah. really good no, and, It was a fun championship. And it was really, to me, I am more of that gameplay style. Like, I do like the strategy and stuff like that. I'm a big card game of Magic. I played Magic and all. I'm a big on that side. And RSG is, like, straight shooter. So, like, he came in not knowing what to do and was able to pick it up really quickly. So, it's, like, very intuitive. I really like the gameplay. We'll, we actually, for listeners out here, we do have some wild cards, some whitelist giveaways, I believe, with Finn, which I think is going to be awesome for us. Listen to his keyboard going crazy. He's I hooking know, it up here. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love your quick keyboard, man. That's so satisfying. <laughs> I know. I always forget. It's there's some. Sometimes it'll. it'll yeah, I had to uh, mute him a minute up. ago. I'm like, this guy. Here, <laughs> 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 no, but uh, so we were able to play it. It was super enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. But we had the two characters. They had great skills and it seemed very evenly matched. And again, like I played a lot of something like Heroes of the Storm, stuff like that. I really enjoyed those types of games. And they're quick. Again, like you, you're not, you're, I think that's something because I feel like the category of people that are really enticed by web3 gaming now is i think is a little bit more like my age like 35s and i do really do think that's something that i don't have i don't have i don't have 25 hours to play games like i used to that's not i got kids man i I, I gotta wrap this up my wife's yelling at me i do think that that's a great idea you have to and i think that's what web3 makes so strong is that connection to your community, you can get instant feedback, right? What did you like about this? What didn't you like about it? What would you like to see? And it's just there, not focus groups and that it's just reach out. That's the, yep. that is the biggest power to me. So what is something that you have transitioning from the old way to make games? Is there any, is there anything new that you've changed? Yeah. So I'd love to talk about just the journey to get to wildcard as a game. For because, sure. Because we've been building strategy games and obsessed with real-time strategy games since our work on Age of Empires. And even just looking at that progression of strategy games from from what was originally, and it's still played, like Age 2 had its best year last year ever. Like most sales, largest community. It's amazing that game 20 years later is still this evergreen game. Yeah, and that's honestly why we raise as much money. I don't know if you you saw, we raised 46 million from Paradigm and Griffin. Trump change. Yeah, <laughs> and it was because it was like, look, guys, I really think the opportunity here is to create an evergreen game. Like, we want to make something that people will still be finding new strats in, new meta in twenty years. And but it takes a lot to do that, guy. Like, you got sure. yeah, a lot of 
a lot of research, a lot of balancing, a lot of things that aren't. That's where. That's why the old games are great. To be honest, like I'm, I still play Diablo two. Yeah, know? like yeah. that's a incredible game. Like they did such a good job. Like all the characters are super well balanced, and the itemization is incredible. Like, and it's funny, you like know, getting to that level in a game. It's not a matter of. <clears throat> it's not like I can take that forty six million and make it happen in a year. It actually just it takes, takes time. money. It takes time. It, it takes, takes time. It takes playtesting with folks like yourself, like the one that you, the game that you guys play with Finn. That feedback got recorded. It got it, it gets its way to the design team, and that process takes time. And to be totally honest, and just I always mention this whenever we're doing an interview, we're still not there yet with Wildcard. We got a couple yeah. years. The game is super fun, but getting to that point where you truly can't put it down because it's so compelling. Is yeah. we still have a good amount of work left, but let me talk a little bit about that journey. Age of Empires, like you were talking about Civ earlier, okay? The games that inspired Age of Empires were those games that actually one of the the OG creators, the lead designer on Age, was Bruce Shelley, who you can go yeah. look him up. He has an incredible career working on those more turn-based games, and we were like wanting to create something that was more visceral, more immediate, more accessible, and we were just in love with what we were seeing happening in games like Warcraft, these RTS games. And that progression has continued. You yeah. look at the evolution from like RTSs to MOBAs to auto battlers, and we're hoping <clears throat> Wildcard represents a next step there because we look at those games and we're like, they're still a little bit less accessible than like your favorite console game where you just pick up a controller and you're like shooting things. And, Instantaneously, yeah. yeah. But is it possible for us to take that even more? Because again, the philosophy we always have with Age of Empires, and you actually hear this a lot because now like other games, other studios have embraced the same philosophy. Easy to learn but takes a lifetime to master. And yeah. so we're always trying to push on both those boundaries, right? Like how can we make it even easier to pick up and play and create even more skill ceiling and like endless depth and replayability. And so with wildcard, it was, we started with that assumption of you just, you should be able to have fun by picking up the controller and just running around and pushing buttons. And we've seen that with our audience of 35 year olds, but also like my kids, they can just get in there and start playing wildcard and they're having fun because it's like you push a button and a thing happens. A, a monster gets summoned. It looks awesome. Yeah. It moves across the battlefield automatically and does cool stuff. But we were looking to fuse that with that same depth strategy and meta that you would find it in, that we find in our favorite strategy games. And difficult, so, difficult battle, I'm sure. Incredibly difficult. It took us like three years to even get to the point where it was like, you could manage the strategy of what cards do I have in my hand together with the real time aspect of I'm like running around as a champion. That was the hardest thing initially because we'd always have this feedback. We'd go to play tests and people would be like, I didn't even really move my champion around because I was so busy just looking at my cards in my hand. Throw and then we'd go in the other direction and they'd be like, Oh, I wasn't even paying attention to my cards because I was like so in love with just moving my champion moving around. My guy around. Finding that balance. Yeah. And I think we got that. And now it's that harder work. So like the fun is there, the core fun. And I'm really glad you had a great time with it. And we hear the same thing. Like people just, when they play it, they're like, I had no idea there was a game this fun in Web3. <laughs> like, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we've been working on five years. Yeah. That's but now right? we have to get it to the point where it's yeah, so it's balanced that, yeah, like it's, we got a lot more work still left to do. Yeah, I like to hear and, that. You're always building stuff. Go ahead, Finn. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think as someone who kind of sits in on these play sessions and didn't sit around for the game design sessions, it's really interesting to sit between those two conversations because you have, on my end, the only people I'm talking to are like casual consumers, right? They're yeah. casual gamers. And then on the flip side, I'll turn and I'll be having conversations with Paul and Dan, who's our head of game design, and like Jeff, who's the absolute unreasonably brilliant brains behind the engineering <laughs> team and and having those different conversations and seeing the way that the internal team thinks about things like and the amount of thought that goes into those like simple actions that people on the other side are enjoying and playing like 
it's really impressive and it's really cool to sit between the two aspects of that because like I have been a casual gamer for almost all of my life. That's it. And then hitting up until this point, it's like stepping into that role. Oh, wait, now you can, you get to see how, what's the, it's made. Yes. <laughs> how the sausage is made. But in this case, it's how the sausage is made, but we're making a brand new type of sausage that no one's ever. <laughs> new meat, man. Sausage. It's a new, it's a new sausage, a new Arab sausage. <laughs> but it's so fun. Cause it's like playing with people like yourself who love yeah. games. And I think I, the way I like to think about it, and I've talked about this a couple of times is like, when I was a kid growing up, I watched Pokemon and I played Pokemon and I played Magic oh, yeah, and I played Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. and I watched yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. And the thing in my, it, it, for me, that always was exciting was this idea of I wanted to be that person. I wanted yes. to have the cool thing in my arm yeah. and throwing <laughs> all my creatures. Right? I wanted to you be doing that. This. Exactly. And wild card That's, is that it lets That was the core vision. We're like, Okay. So we had this idea of trying to take strategy games forward, but then we were like, yeah, but what do we want it to feel like? And it was exactly that. We were like, we, why does there not exist a game yet still that brings that fantasy it's to life? Crazy. Blows my mind. Yeah, blows my mind. It's such a missed opportunity to like, not just, it's not just the fantasy, like they're arena battle games, but it's like bringing together that concept of no, but those are my creatures, dude. I, bring, I built this deck. These are my, this is my collection. For sure. And now like, we're going to go Pikachu, I choose you. And that, yeah, and, sure. and the actual go, action. You know, yeah, like, you and the Pokemon, the Pokemon yeah, and and the Pokemon movie actually captures it pretty well. Yeah, but then yeah. you go play the Pokemon the game games. Is, oh, you want to run or do you want to <laughs> drop an item or do you want to hit for five mm -hmm. seconds? Come on, man! You're making the same game for I don't even know how you you got the formula down. Last. Like you got we it got down, a... guys. Let's, let's try a new break out of the box just a tiny bit. Yeah. Give me something new. Yeah, I know, and I definitely really feel that. I agree with Finn as on that one big time. It is something where you're even like the, he's, you can throw them off the walls and they like ricochet yeah. and uh, that's awesome. And like the teleporter was awesome. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know about the teleporter for a minute because that's one of the rounds I lost because ours <laughs> over here. I'm like, where the hell did this thing come from? Oh yeah, that's the way to do it. And then, and again, I didn't play a lot of Clash Royale or whatever one. I played a little bit, but I, you get that semblance of you got to move yeah, the yeah. person here and send it down this flat and this path and the path that everything it takes and yeah, making the strategy behind the slow lane versus the fast lane versus the medium yep. lane and letting them build. That's when I got wrecked big time by RC because he was funneling all the big stuff in the slow lane and distracting me. And then whoop, <laughs> they show up on my doorstep and just wreck me. And I, like, I, yeah. The strategy that you're talking about there, I think is the part that's been so cool to see because it's like, I, I think especially Paul can probably speak to this more than I can, but like, the idea of what you want people to do with your product and what people end up doing does not always match. And so it's really cool understanding you can push people to play a game a certain way, but at a certain point, people are going to figure out the way that they're going to take advantage and play your game. For sure. Yes. And it's really exciting to see the ways that people are playing wildcard. Just show up time this. and time again. I can't no, wait to scale that up because like that starts to turn into it. You'll see, fam. Because this audience, as our playtesters who are in our Discord right now, like we're growing that community. As that begins to grow, you'll start to get these like, these certain character types that show up. And one of them is the, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a name for the, but because we just, it was a guy on our team, his name's Tim Dean. And he was the guy that would always show up in a play test and he would find the one imbalance, the one screw, and yeah. he would exploit that endlessly. The designers would be like, that's not a big deal, man. Nobody's going to play that way. And he's like, all right, I'll just win every game using that thing until you fix it. Like that, <laughs> and then that cycle, that that's the thing. Like it's, it's exactly like you're saying, Finn. It's almost measurable. You could say, you know what? If you take the exact same champion and the exact same deck into this arena, 
can you still have fun on your 20th game without changing any of those things? And it's like the the amount of those games that can go where people are still discovering new strats, new depth, new, even with the same set of content, that's a way to measure how evergreen what we're content. We were talking about this right before we went on Marvel snap. You have (laughs) the idea that now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i gotta he did get to 100 guys just let you guys know i don't know if anyone heard this yet rsg did make it to 100 that son of a bitch but so we i really like their idea of card games right because it's like oh you play your card here's the board no different board now that you actually have that like background of each of the locations change every time and that makes a whole new level of strategy is that something you guys are thinking about too like you have your different lanes is there going to be different arenas that are going to have that is a great question because you can see the spectrum of games where marvel snap fully leans into that and they fully lean into every arena every battleground is different and then you look at something like league of legends where they've actually tried to introduce new formats yeah, so many it. times and every time yeah. they're is like nah ah. man Classic. <laughs> yeah that, that was cute but no we're don't actually we this is one of those things we're going to play test to discover we definitely have we have oh my god dozens of <laughs> wild different maps that you guys haven't seen yet that are so crazy that are like introduced concepts of like territory control and locked off areas and just all sorts of crazy stuff so we will try those with our playtest community yeah. but and i'm just really curious to see whether they embrace it or whether they're like nah bro i want the og three yeah, lane i think map. if you integrate it with the start of the game it'll be a different story you know what i mean if it's something yeah. where you i think that's the idea where league of legends oh yeah We've had the same game for 11 years. Let's let's add in like a new map. (laughs) Why, dude? Like we've already mastered this one or it's not, it's already there. Like we don't need to do it again. Yeah. Um, And gamers are like, so we're so stuck in our ways. What's that funny thing? Some of the favorite games people have are just like remastered games. And there's no content change. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's just like two remastered. Like, oh yeah, it's it's fucking good. I'm going to play the same game again. It's just H2HD on on Steam. It's Mm -hmm. the best year last year. It's crazy. It was incredible. I did a great job on that one. And like my idea, like even just for you, like I'm thinking about right here, maybe only three cost cards can go down this lane. Like it randomizes it or like that. I think that would be really makes it where you're like, shit, like that's I can't do my normal strategy here because mm-hmm. it's different. Like the rules have changed on this yep. map. Stuff like that, I really think is uh, the, the reason we do play tests is so we can hear ideas like that from the folks that play the game. So bam. I love it and I appreciate it. For sure. Awesome. And again, thanks guys for coming out. We're close to our half hour cutoff here. Uh, we have anytime, but come back on. We love uh, having people who are passionate about the ecosystem. I got one final question for you. Yeah, what yeah. is the most difficult thing about Web3 and why you think it wouldn't be successful if, to, if it doesn't get... The most difficult thing... And I got to get specific about this. <laughs> the, most, the most difficult thing about Web3 gaming, there are really... There's two things I got to mention. If, it's, if we're just talking about the most difficult thing about Web3, like all the tools and the user experience parts of this have to get so much better. Like we, we, as Web3 users who've been doing it for years, we get used to it. And then you're like, just, I swear, (laughs) sit down with your mom and be like, let's buy NFT mom and watch what, watch how that goes. And so like, we're, we live in this world of game developers. Bought a scam one instantly. (laughs) What's a rug, son? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, So we live in we live in this world where game development has been dealing with this forever. Like we, especially in mobile games, like if we literally put a button like five pixels off of where it should be, like the funnel of conversion drops by 20%. And it's, so we're so specific about optimizing the user experience and reducing friction. And then we like come into Web3 and we're like, 
oh my god like what this is the stuff we accept as web3 users is insane but the good news is there are billions of dollars being poured into making this problem better. And it's like we were talking about, like when I was first working on mobile games and there wasn't push notifications and our game didn't work very well without push notifications. But I was like, you know what? We got to have faith. Like I'm sure Apple, I'm sure Google, they're going to add that yeah. feature to that platform. It's coming. Let's just look forward to the future and know that's going to happen. And I feel the same way about, about these Web3 yeah. things that, that we struggle with that are friction. I'm like, the underlying concept is super strong. It's not going anywhere. In fact, it's world changing. So let's take faith in those problems being solved. And our problem, which is the second thing, is just to build a truly great game. And one of the things I want, I want to make sure that your audience especially understands, you got to have patience. Great games take time. They're, they're, it's incredibly hard because there's two levels of this, right? I, like we were talking about before the show. There's good games where, you, you know, like as a Web3 interested enthusiast, you would fire it up and you'd be like, hey, that's good. Yeah, I had fun. And then there's the games that when the podcast is over and you're like shutting down work for the day and you're like, I'm going to go relax now. Yeah, what game you or, yeah, let's go play some mm -hmm. Destiny exactly. or something. And Web3 isn't there yet until the game you're choosing to do that with in your spare time for fun, for relaxation is a Web3 game. But I promise yeah. you, and I promise all your listeners, it's coming. Wildcard is going to be one of the first because we've been working on this game for a while. And I believe like this team, it's the Age of Empires team. They know how to do it. It takes us time, but we are going to get there. And we are, we, as people play the game and they have so much fun, they can see the steps that we are along that journey. And it's amazing because Web3 lets us bring that community in earlier than we normally would. And we've already got so many people on our Twitter and our Discord who yeah. are part of that journey with us now. So oh please God, join yeah. us. And it's going to be an amazing ride in the next couple of years. Awesome, Paul. I appreciate you guys joining Finn. Thanks for hooking us up. Yeah, so everyone that's listening, Wildcard, they have upcoming game. I think the Mint is on the 20th, I believe, right? That's right. right. We cannot say that. Yes, 420. I mean, 420, guys. Come Genesis, on. Is there never a Web3 number? It's 420. The Genesis Wild Pass in, in collaboration with Polygon and on the Magic Eden front page, we just Bang. announced our brand new partnership with them. 420, Genesis Wild Pass. There's only 4,444 of these. This will be literally the most exclusive asset ever available in the universe. We just can't wait to deliver value to our Wild Pass holders going forward. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. So check that out. We will also be doing a giveaway with when this episode comes out. If you check out our Twitter, we'll do a retweet and all that nonsense. Do those, do the hoops and check it out. But love the game. Love what you're building. If it's you've made Engine of Empires, you may have a place. Like, all these games, I have some faith. I have some faith in you. Most of the time I'm talking to people, I'm like, oh, how? What, what's previous games? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm 19 and I'm making a game. Like, Okay, it's gonna be hard, buddy. The Ready joy, for the gauntlet, right? The joy of Paul is that people have been playing his games for so long yeah. and they might not know it. They may yeah. not know it. And it's yeah, and we exactly. have every single time we talk to people, we oh there's always some moment where Paul drops one of the games and someone goes, Did, oh, shit. did you just say Age of Empires? <laughs> and it'll be like it'll be like, yes, and they'll be like, I played so much of that. <laughs> I, played the crap I that. love to hear that. Yeah. I feel like Web3 has a has an overabundance of Age of Empires players, which I don't well, know, there's something there, right? Like people the, in the economics of Web3 overlaps with the people 100%. that love it. I'm in Web3. Like I was a big crypto. I, I started crypto like 2016, 2017. I loved it. NFTs is like my jam. Like <laughs> I I would I, I played like EverQuest or stuff like that. Like I literally played those because of the economics, right? Yep. I would sit in like the whatever, like the bazaar and just 
find things to buy and then resell them for profit. My character sucked, but had so much money. Like it was just like, yes. And this is exactly what NFTs are. Like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna buy this fancy picture here and I'm gonna resell it to somebody in the six hours for We're all just playing a giant MMO called Web3. Exactly. It's literally what it is. It's like the social aspects there, all the it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Thank you so much for having us. It was a blast. Yeah, it was fun. And again, like I said, we anytime, man, we love to have these type of conversations with people who are passionate in the space. You're obviously pushing it forward. You're bringing a lot of knowledge with you. And that's the best part of Web3, right? You get to share knowledge with all the other people that uh, want to learn, right? That's the best part. That's why I was really, I really do want to invite all your listeners to join us on the Discord. The conversation is very active. We, and especially this year, as we ramp up playtests, we just have this opportunity to collaborate with our community. And I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. All right, check out the Play Wildcard, correct? Twitter? Yep. yep. Play Wildcard. At, at Play Wildcard, at yep. Paul Bettner. Discord is discord.gg slash Play Wildcard. So, yeah, so we're Play Wildcard on all Perfect. socials. Whew. Awesome. And uh, like I said, I'm as doxed as, like you said, I'm as doxed as I could be. So it's just <laughs> at Paul Bettner on yeah, <laughs> Perfect. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. We will catch you guys next time on another Nerd awesome. FT Radio.